ho ho happy Hameen holidays. As 2020 winds down with over 2.2 million downloads, the Hameen army marches into 2021 with sights set on 3 million downloads and beyond. We'd like to thank you, the listeners and sponsors, for following and supporting us on all of Hami Media Group affiliate channels as we continue to provide the very best variety of entertainment anywhere. Pro wrestling, movie reviews, TV show reviews, news, sports, conspiracy, and satire. We have everything for your listening or viewing pleasure. Add Hami Media to all your favorite audio and video platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, Twitch, and YouTube are just some of the many ways you can get your fill of all of the HMG content. And speaking of getting your fill, if you're cooking this holiday season, there's only one olive oil to use in all your delicious delectable dishes, Zordos Artisan Greek Ultra Premium Olive Oil. This olive oil is not only the perfect ingredient for your festive feast, but Zordos Olive Oil makes the perfect gift for any foodie or fan of fantastic food. Head over to Zordos oliveoil.com and taste what the term ultra premium means now after a good meal or to kickstart your morning what's better than a cup of bro bro the coffee brosters russo's brand coffee is better than your average cup of joe bro when checking out at the coffee use the promo code bro 5lb for a special price on a five pound bag of russo's brand coffee this deal is too good to pass up on bro Did somebody say deal? Well, Stevie Richards and ForceUSA.com have a deal for you. Are you looking to build a better you? How about the best custom home gym you can imagine? ForceUSA delivers sturdy, innovative and versatile strength training equipment for home gyms and training studios alike. Enter promo code Stevie5 for a special 0% financing offer at checkout. Also check out StevieRichardsFitness.com for a fantastic affordable resistance band training program and yoga program choose from the 12 and 16 week program as well as a dynamic yoga program that will get you ready to burn off those calories after those huge holiday meals if you're interested in a band new you for 2021 and years to come stevie kick start your health with stevie richards fitness.com pro celebrate all of the hami media personalities and independent pro wrestling stars by giving the gift of or grabbing up for yourself the coolest merch any wrestling fan desires. Again, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com and support indie wrestling today. Hey, infidels, do you want to become a Hami Media Group operative? Then follow us at Hami Media Group on Twitter and request a link to our private Discord channel. You can also find us on Facebook at Hami Media Discussion Group and interact with all of the HMG personalities as well as joining in on the fun discussions, watch along events and games you can also follow us on instagram to like comment and participate on all of the hmg and conspiracy horseman propaganda once again thank you to all of the subscribers followers sponsors guests producers and host of hami media as we march to three million downloads all of this is possible because of you A final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, 
to boldly go where no man has gone before. Ladies and gentlemen, Vulcans and Dorians, Orions, and whatever planet you're from, it is the Academy Star Trek Podcast here on Hami Media Group. It is me, Commodore Zerdos, your man, the man who loves Star Trek the motion picture more than any Star Trek fan out there. I am joined today by the man who is, uh, words cannot describe what he does to the Lake Press at Planet Fitness. Words cannot describe his knowledge on Deep Space Nine. Also, words cannot describe the generosity and the kindness in his heart. It is my man, the Sinister Minister, Jay Reeseyman, Dad Bod God, Captain Cisco's boy, Johnny Enright. Johnny, what is going on? How are you doing, my friend? Oh, Triple D, it's good. It's good. It's a Sunday recording. Yes, uh, sir. It's, it's, uh, I do I do want to do a personal little thing. Um, my son's birthday is Tuesday, so we've been doing birthday stuff for him. He will be 15 years old. Wow. No, right? I'm 42. I've got a 15-year-old. It's kind of like... Ugh. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jacob. Shout Happy out to you. Happy birthday, Jacob. Yeah. It's a good, awesome, good kid. Man. He yeah, loves Star Trek, he too. He loves Star Trek, too. So you know, we were actually talking about that the other day. He was yeah. telling me his favorite captain is Picard. Mm-hmm. Um, his favorite ship is the Defiant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he likes TNG. That's his favorite, uh, you know, series as far as that goes. So I'll yeah. bring him to the, I'll bring him to the. <laughs> To the to the to the original series in the motion picture. Yeah, anyway, I mean, I'll bring I'll bring him to DS9. I'll get him to that. You know? Well, you gotta get him to DS9. Right? I gotta get him to DS9. Yeah. At least DS9 he likes to define. Is, At least he likes to define. Yeah. No. DS9 is so good. I mean, yeah. you can't you cannot not watch yeah. it. So. so so he'll he'll be with my he'll be with my wife on Tuesday. So we've been doing little stuff. Um, you know, this weekend doing different things, and then he's been helping me doing outreach for. Our, our nonprofit, we've been doing fundraising, little mini outreach things. And so, you know, it's been a busy weekend, but it's been a fun weekend. So, it's good. It's uh, good, man. Know, enjoyed it and uh, all that fun stuff, man. And so, what about you? How's, how's you been? Oh, week? my God. Man, I've been, whew, the last two weeks have been crazy. I've been, been shorthanded at the stores, working a ton of hours. Uh, but I did have time to buy my Christmas tree, which I didn't have a Christmas tree because for the last, Three years, I just said, I don't want to put up a Christmas tree because I don't want to deal with the, the hassle and the bullshit of taking down ornaments putting them back up. But I recently purchased the Hallmark Gold Crown Enterprise Tree Topper. I know you're shaking your head. You're like, you motherfucker. I hate you right now. I know. <laughs> but, but, so, so, so I purchased the Hallmark Gold Crown Enterprise Topper along with three talking Hallmark keepsake ornaments, Sulu, Uhura and Kirk from uh-huh. Mirror Mirror. Mirror Mirror. The mirror, mirror Mirror. I said the Mirror Universe. So, and what this does is it actually, for like, it does like a six minute like show where it has audio from the TV show. It lights up, it plays the music. I mean, it is ridiculous. I mean, it's pretty fucking cool. So, yeah. I would agree with you on that. I mean, I've I've mm-hmm. seen it. You showed me a picture of it at your house, and I went and looked it up, and I was like, "Yeah, that's out of my price range." It's cool. <laughs> it's out of my price range. I, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I I I would want it, but ugh, man, I just I can't. You got. I I probably say next, like probably next year, they're they're probably gonna. Re- 
I wouldn't be surprised if they release like a defiant tree tapper. Oh, that would, I, yeah, I would. I'd pay. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> I really would. I really would. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and of course, you know me. I'm a. Uh, I'm a mark for the Constitution class. So whenever yeah. I see anything by Constitution class, I have to buy it. Or if they if they did a sovereign class, I would do that one. Oh, a sovereign class, yeah. Definitely. Oh, I would do, yeah. do that one. That would totally be it. So mm-hmm. I mean I yeah, so I guess let's just go ahead and get started, man. Let's get Sounds into our news. Me. Let's start with All our right. news because we got big news week this week. It was a lot of I stuff. Know. Holy shit. I saw with Star Trek. And so let's uh, kind of get some of that stuff in. All right. Okay. So here we go. Let's start our news. Okay, so let's start with our first big story. This is a big one. Um, Herbert Solo, who was the head of production at Desilu Studios and oversaw the development of the original Star Trek series, he died at the age of 89. Um, and he, yeah, he said he died on November 19th in his sleep of natural causes. You know, His wife, Dr. Harrison Solo, confirmed to multiple sources. In his own words, here are some of the things he did. I changed Spock. From a red-skinned, fairly sinister alien with a pointed tail to the intellectually superior, green-blooded Vulcan he is today, he also oh, said that was that was yeah. a wise move on his part. Very wise move, right? And actually, Very. and actually, you know what the funny part is? Uh, they actually kind of allude to Spock being the devil in in, in one of the original series. Right? Yeah. Wow, Mr. Spock, you have pointy ears. Who would be the devil in this one? So. <laughs> So I, I kind of they kind of have like a little bit of a throwback to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the beauty of the original series. That is the beauty of the original series. <laughs> this is how influential is he said. I named characters, developed Starfleet, talked with Gene about the need to infuse the series with a purpose. I created the idea of a captain's log to set up each episode, and a thousand other things. Gene had a great idea. He didn't have a soluble ideal until we developed the pilot. So. Uh, actually, Herbert Solo, he was put in place by Lucille Ball of Desilu Studios to kind of help mm-hmm. George uh, Jean kind of put things together, you know, because um, Roddenberry had all these ideas, but mm-hmm. he needed somebody to kind of help focus him, and that's what he did. Yeah. You would see his, I mean, he would always be major on the, on the title screen at the end when you're watching the show. Um, a lot of times the picture is with the giant headed alien with the big goofy eyes and his name would be right there on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to um, develop some of those things, I think he's an important part of the show. So Triple D, um, how big is this one as far as, you know, Star Trek losses that we've had? I mean, this years? is probably one, it's probably one of the biggest. This is the guy that basically Without Herb Solo, I mean, I mean, I understand that Gene Roddenberry invented it, but Herb Solo is the one that went through and perfected everything with Star Trek. And I think he did a YouTube shoot interview, I think, a few years ago. I remember, I think we were listening to it. I don't know if it was him or, or somebody else talking about or Herb Solo developed a lot of that. But once again, you said he helped Starfleet, the captain's log, everything with that. That's one thing. I mean, he basically... He basically created Star Trek. Yeah, he created. He really yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and- he perfected it, like you said. Mm-hmm. Roddenberry had the idea. He perfected it and made it TV watchable. You exactly. know, you know. I mean, let's be honest. This description of Spock that I read from a red-skinned, fairly sinister alien with a pointed tail in the 1960s—could you have pulled that off? 
Well, the thing about it, though, the reason I think they went with that color combination was for the black and white TVs. But yeah, but color was color was coming out soon enough. Yeah. And Star Trek was actually the first series to be on the color TV. That's what mm -hmm. NBC picked it up for. Exactly. It was because of the, was because of the, of the vibrant colors. Exactly. So imagine that on the TV. I no, that would have been yeah. fucked. That, yeah. that 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 would have been fucked to begin with. With 1960s, you know, yeah, the tech at the time, it had been you know yeah. too just weird. I think I think uh, you know, I, and of course, being it was one of the first shows in color. NBC using that to sell, you know, TVs and everything, mm -hmm. and and so we're just saying, hey, hey, let's 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 think about this a little bit. Let's not exactly. Let's not go this route. I mean, that's good, but let's tweak it. You know, exactly. really smart. I, to me, he was a smart guy. Thought Very ahead yeah. um, to be able to do those kind of things. So, you know, that was that was. Uh, I think I think it's. I a lot of people don't really think about the cast, the people behind the scenes, mm -hmm. and. He was a huge one. He oh, was a yeah. huge Big one time. for that, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and so, you know, you know, we we uh, I guess send send him off to the Genesis planet, mm -hmm. um, you know, yep. full colors and full marks, you know, mm -hmm. from the academy here to Herbert Solo for for just the incredible work you did in creating the thing that we love. You know, yeah. It's, no, it's, I mean, it wouldn't be what it is without him. So, no, I mean, and and Herb Solo developed the series that I love the most. So, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it really it's does. Really, it's really it's tough. But eighty nine, man, great run. Yeah, yeah, he lived. He lived a long time. And natural causes. You know, I mean, I don't think that's a better way to go. You know, no, you know, no. living a full life, eight at eighty nine, mm -hmm. and then you know, you die of natural causes. Way to go. You know, yeah, no, good. man, good done. All right. So the next story. So you know, we're going to be talking about discovery later, but I did want to throw this out that so last time we talked, they honored. We talked about how they honored, um, you know, Nog, you know, mm -hmm. the, with the Eisenberg class, Aaron Eisenberg. Um, they talked, you know, Gabe kind of honored him. Well, in the in the, in the other in the other latest episodes, they also honored um, the late Anton Yelchin. Which, if you don't know who, remember who that was? He was Chekhov in the Kelvin timeline. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so he was the nuclear. And this is Victor, Victor one. You know, he's yeah. trying to, you know, kept saying Victor and couldn't say it. And, uh, you know, so he had died tragically. Uh, yeah, that was, was, that was so fucking sad. That was, was so sad. sad. Oh my it, God. Yeah. And so oh, um, they, in, in the, in the episode, one of the episodes we're going to be talking about, as a matter of fact, we see a USS Yelchin NCC 474. And they named it after him. So, you know, Discovery is continuing to honor the different people. So maybe in, you know, not maybe next season, if if we if we stay in this timeline or however things are going to happen, maybe USS we'll Solo. Yeah, USS mm -hmm. Solo. That would I be would not cool. be surprised. That would be very cool. Because yeah, be. Discovery's done a great job of just honoring different people who have been a mm -hmm. part of the show. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing something like that. All right. So Triple D, you know, um, every year they have the creation uh, entertainment has the giant Star Trek convention. Um, they didn't have it this year, but they're already talking next year for Vegas. Okay. They're calling it the 55-year mission. It's scheduled okay. to take place in August. Um, and and so their name, they're renaming it. Instead of calling it the Star Trek Las Vegas Convention, they're calling it the 55-year mission. And so the guest list for the event in 2021 now includes more than 85 Star Trek actors and directors, composers, production staff members, and the event will take place 
uh, will celebrate William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy's 90th birthdays. Jeez. William Shatner, who's passed, but dude, Shatner is 90. I can't believe Shatner is 90. Shatner is 90. 90. Holy 90. I know. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Because yeah. you don't think about Shatner being 90 years old. No, no, because he's he looks like he hasn't aged since generations. Exactly. I mean, I, really, he has. He's looked like he's looked like sixty five for like a hundred years. Yeah, exactly. Unreal, unreal. Yeah. Okay. I, I, and, and he's still doing conventions. He's still, you know, being active and ninety years old. And that's yeah. the reason why he's still kicking. Yeah, and I mean, and if you want a good read, go. Go do his Twitter. His Twitter is hilarious. Oh, his Twitter is ridiculous. I love it. I love it. It's great. So that's going to be August 11th, 15th through the 20th. Uh, also, uh, 11th, 5th, uh, August 11th through the 15th in Vegas at the Rio Hotel. So, Also, too, guys, Oh, talking about Shatner, make sure you guys check out the autobiography of James T. Kirk. Great read. Yeah. I read it in like a day. It's really good. So. It's a good book. You definitely check that out. So, all right. So, Triple D in honor. So, we got this new convention coming. It's going to be August, you know, mm-hmm. 11th to the 15th at the Rio Hotel. First mm-hmm. of all, would you go? Second of all, what's your favorite role that Shatner did that is not Star Trek? Okay. Let's see. Would I go? Yes, I would. But I might be in Greece if Greece is open. Yeah. If, if Greece isn't on lockdown next year. But if Greece is on lockdown next year... Well, then I might be going to Vegas. So hopefully we'll see. We'll see oh. with everything that, that help, what happens next summer. But um, my favorite, other than Shatner being in, in track, is Boston Legal. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously. The whole thing where they wanted to run for president, I mean, that that's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just call it a day. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah. And I mean, it was so funny to watch Shatner just do some ridiculous things and just be like, Denny Crane. You know what I mean? Like, Denny, you can't shoot people in the offense. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, he would just, you know, stuff. I didn't shoot anybody. He said, but you shot a gun. I didn't shoot him. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, he finds, he'd always have a gun on him and they like taking guns from him and he'd have another one somewhere and, or he'd just do something ridiculous. Yeah. And, Oh my gosh! And he just be like, "Did he crane?" You know, just that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was easily. You know, I mean, I know some people like you know uh, T.J. Hooker yeah. or some of his Twilight Zone stuff, but man, I think just Denny Crane on Boston League. Yeah, Denny Crane. It's the, the just best. it was the best. It was. Yeah, it was, the, it was, it was really, good. really good. All right, so uh, new from Road Factory and sold by uh, Toynick.com, the officially licensed Star Trek. Next generation Elcar's interface 16 piece ceramic dinnerware set mm. features black dishes with an Elcar's pattern in a modern square shape. The 16 pieces consist of four dinner plates, four salad bowl plates, four bowls, and four mugs. They're mm. microwave and dishwasher safe and will work for both private breakfasts in your quarters or for highly important dinners with interplanetary dignitaries for $119. <laughs> oh, God, that's the best fucking advertisement ever right Oh, there. yeah, that was straight the copy straight. Oh, the that's way. fucking win. That's a win. $119, so Triple D. Is it worth $119 for Elkar plates that, that don't actually do anything? 
It depends on how much of a Star Trek mark you really are. <laughs> We're not going to say how much you spend on that tree topper, but you know. Uh, you wouldn't be surprised if they were coming in the mail, though, would you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I did not order, though. $119 for for a 16-piece dinnerware set. Actually, for a 16-piece dinnerware set, that's not a bad price. It's really not. <laughs> it's really not a bad price. No. You know, it's not. Because I, I, because I bought a corningware uh, set, and I paid, like, 90 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. And that was at the outlet. So I oh, actually got a deal on that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's so so for this price, it's not a bad price, and it's I think the the plates they're they're cool enough where you're not like total nerd, but you know deep down it's Star Trek, and you're like, yeah. you're like, ha ha, yeah. ha ha, you're eating off my Star Trek plates, ha ha ha, uh, but you don't know, so yeah. it's kind of like. Wow. I don't know if you see the pictures of it yet. I see them; they're really cool looking. Um, it's really neat. Like it's it's funny. Like on the mugs, it says like "Beverage 17 on it. So like, really? you know, yeah, it's really cool. And they got the plates have the L car patterns and different stuff. It is it is super cool to look at. I mean, definitely I'm, worth checking it out. I'm, I'm I'm looking it out right now. So yeah, I mean, but, it's super cool. Like I like that the mugs say like "Beverage." I think it's like "Beverage 17. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so uh, it, it was just really neat. You know, I oh my god, see him, yeah. Oh my god, okay, dude, take my money now, just take right. my fucking money now, right? You gotta be kidding, wow, yeah, wow, those look. Those are really nice looking plates. They really are. I mean, wow. it's really nice black, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's just you know. And then you got the L cars wow. on them, which are really great colors, you know. Oh wait a minute. Oh, you can buy with Apple Pay off off this website. <laughs> I might do it. <laughs> so like it's like O seventeen beverage, O seventeen beverage, and then USS Enterprise on the on the smaller and bigger plates and. Yeah, I can't. I can't make out what it says on the on the bowl, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. So, yeah, I just personally, uh, I thought it's, it's a great. You know, if you have a Star Trek fan in your life that you know maybe has moved or needs some plates or something like that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> myself, um, you know, this is a great Christmas gift for them to mm-hmm. give them something really need to talk to their fandom and celebrate that with all the stuff that they've got going on there. So, all right, now I got I brought you that news, which is good news. Kind of, I hate to bring some bad news. I'm being a little bit good. And by bad. the way, by the way, I am the biggest mark of them all. I just bought the fucking plates. <laughs> did you just, did you really? <laughs> I just bought the plates. All right. I have such a bark. We <laughs> Oh my god! So he's gonna so have it. He's gonna have a review on the plates next. I am gonna have a review on the plates yeah. um, next time we talk. Next so. time, hopefully, hopefully they come yeah. to ship. Yeah, yeah. So we'll I will see. give. I'll give a review on the plates. I'll be like, guys, don't spend your money on these plates. But, <laughs> but yeah. So, so now I do a little bit of bad news. So Noah Holly, he was the guy working on Star Trek Four, and it's unlikely to happen. He was speaking with Deadline about the finale of his latest project, Fargo, in season four. And when he asked about Star Trek, he says it's still in the cards for him, but it doesn't appear to be in my immediate future. And then I ended up reading some more 
Uh, I read an article, as a matter of fact, today, kind of expanding on this a little bit from comicbook.com, and they're talking about now it's time to consider it dead because being able to get the cast back together, the cost of that alone, Pine, yeah. Quinto, uh, Saldana, all those, uh, Urban, all those you know guys are going to be just astronomical to bring mm-hmm. to, the, you know, to the screen. And then Howley's just been kind of just, you know, it's not a it's not a thing for him. Uh, there was talk about the Quint, uh, Quentin Tarantino aspect of it, but if they did that, it wouldn't be with that same cast. You know, I mean, there's mm-hmm. just a whole it's a whole mess right now. So yeah. uh, if you're looking forward to Star Trek Four and the Kelvin timeline, it's not probably going to happen. Don't hold your breath. So Triple D, what do you wait? How do you take this news? What what are you thinking? Fucking sucks. Yeah, it just I because. <sighs> To me, after after Star Trek, it was uh, Beyond was the one that was the last one, correct? Correct. After that one bombed, and a lot of the investors didn't get the money back for that movie, Star Trek movie franchise was kind of like on life support after that. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I think has to happen is CBS, now with All Access, what they should do is basically just have them just make movies, plain and yeah. simple. I mean, you look at you look at all these streaming services like HBO Go. You watch some of their stuff, you know, uh, Game of Thrones, which is unbelievable. And the series that, to me, was just as good as Game of Thrones or even better, Westworld. Basically, mm. West, basically Westworld was an hour-long movie. I mean, the way they shot it and everything else. So... Why not do all do Star Trek re, redo the series Star Trek? You could redo the Star Trek series, and with CBS doing it, CBS has all the rights to the original, you know, the original footage, the original uniforms, and everything else. Right. So you can do it that way, and you have Ethan Peck, who's played a great Spock. Mm-hmm. He can be Spock and. You can recast Kirk as somebody where you can get that unknown actor, you know, sort of like, listen, I understand like Shatner back in the day, but Shatner wasn't a known actor. You know, he was kind of like a relatively un- unknown type of guy. Yeah, he was in Twilight Zone a couple of times and he did some theater, but he was like a big star, you know. So, yeah. yeah, you know, and I think they can do something like that where they can bring somebody in. You can bring someone to play Kirk. You can bring someone else to play Uhura and Sulu and everything else and Chekhov. And you can really do some really good things with that. So, And the writing and discovery has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think if, if CBS All Access started producing the movies, and heck, don't, don't give it for free on All Access. You want to see the movie? It's eleven dollars. Mm-hmm. Keep it like keep it like at nine ninety nine. And do you know how many Star Trek fans would purchase the movie? So so nine nine. So you do like six dollars to rent, eleven dollars to buy. How about that? Right, right. The mm-hmm. fans will buy the movie. You'll cover so many more buys. You'll probably make more money than you would in the box office because everyone, most everyone in the world has internet connection. Right, and. You don't have to subscribe to CBS All Access. You can just you can purchase a la carte, and that's it. Yeah. So I mean, that's to me, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. There's 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 more money in that. You look at what 
Netflix is doing, you look at what Hulu is doing, what these streaming services are doing, how much money that they're making. It would be wise for CBS to start doing that. Yeah. And these big movie companies like Paramount, and this, they're going to go out of business pretty soon because mm -hmm. there's no movies to produce. Who's yeah. using those big sound stages right now? Because of because of because of this whole, you know, COVID bullshit. I mean, seriously. I mean, come on. They're gonna go out of business. The movie theater business is is ready to die out. Yeah. You know. So mm -hmm. this this is the way to go. It's yeah. and and I don't see I don't see you know theaters coming back anytime soon unless unless the government bails them out, which yeah. Which, which we don't need government running any more business. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, so that's kind of where I think it should go. But what do we know? We're just two idiots that have a podcast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even though we're both fucking brilliant and we come up with yeah, amazing ideas, CBS call us. I mean, um, what the fuck? Come yeah. on, Kurtzman. Come on, Kurtzman. I mean, you we, even, we, you, we you told you how to. We just casted your your best Klingon ever. With what the I mean, so he's right there for God's sakes. Oh, and then, and then hold on for a second. So you have him as the Klingon badass, and then you cast Cody as like one of the captains for Starfleet, and you cast. Oh, do you know who make a great Uhura? Who's that? Randy Rhodes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There's Kirk and there's Uhura. Randy Rhodes yep. and Cody. Just nailed it. Just nailed it. What the fuck? I mean, seriously. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Alex Kurtzman, are you listening to this? To all no. the fans out there, the Jaime Media Group, listen. Tell Alex Kurtzman if they need to redo the original Star Trek movie, the original series Star Trek movie, they need to have Randy Rhodes and Cody Rhodes as Uhura and Kirk because they would kill it. They would kill yeah. it. And Lance Archer, Archer is your, your main... And, you and know, Lance Archer as the Klingon, as is the badass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And speaking of filming, hey, at least we do know this. Um, Evan Evagoria, who was the uh, Elrond, I believe, like Elrond or something like that, the mm -hmm. male uh, monk oh, guy and, from Picard. And, wait a minute, and hold on. And the Admiral, Stevie Richards is the Admiral. Stevie Richards is the Admiral. Where there you put go. Tony Schiavone? Where you put Tony Schiavone? Uh, Tony Schiavone... Mm, I would probably put Tony Schiavone as oh, fuck. Where do I probably in engineering? He'd be. Yeah. I, I'd have Schiavone as a as like as like assistant to the chief engineer. Okay. So All because right. I mean Tony's a smart guy. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, actually, no. I yeah, no. I I'd have Tony as a chief engineer, or chief or, or maybe as a communications officer, or as a uh, helmsman. I could see him as upper brass. Uh, yeah, he, oh, yeah, he's definitely upper brass. So, yeah, he's definitely like chief engineer. Yeah, or an admiral even. I could see admiral. him. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah oh, sorry, Admiral Shivani. Admiral Shivani. Admiral Shivani. Admiral Shivani and Stevie Richards is the chief engineer. There you go. There you go. Okay, now we I got think, it. Okay. I think that works. All right, so Picard actor Evan Evagoria confirmed that the filming of the series' second season will begin in January of 2021. According to the trekmovie.com, Evagoria verified the plan to start January um, while the guests on the Australian podcast syndicate. So um, so we know for sure January 2021, Picard season two is beginning filming Triple D. How excited are you about this? Ecstatic. 
I loved. I mean, I liked Picard season one. the The way it went, I liked it. It was very thinking man's trek, and it told a great story about artificial life forms coming to life and taking over. Sort of similar, like what's going on now. Yeah. With with AI, now I have the war with AI, and how there's people on both sides that are against the AI, like the Romulans hated the AI. They wanted to destroy all AI in the universe because they knew AI was terrible. Yeah. Which it is terrible. But that's a debate for another day. That's just yeah. my opinion. <laughs> uh, also to go back and listen to original, to, to the first episode of, of Academy, it was Triple D Star Trek podcast where I said, V'ger AI evil. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I remember but, that. Yeah. So, but I'm excited to see what they're going to do now. Is now because Picard's considered a, a, a synthetic now. Yeah. He's so, a cyborg. He's a cyborg. So, what's going to happen now? How is Starfleet going to take this? I mean, what's going to happen with the Romulans and and how, you know, Starfleet set up to the Romulans at, spoiler alert, at the, the final episode of, of Picard? Riker comes with a tie-in and a huge Star Trek Star Starfleet. Yeah, Star. Oh my God, I can't even talk right now. You mean the Starfleet Armada? Starfleet Armada. There we go. Starfleet Armada, and uh, they basically stop the Romulans from blowing up the home world of the synthetics. Mm-hmm. So what's going? How are they going to build on that storyline and everything yeah. else? So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they go forward with it. You know, I mean, in a way, it kind of felt finished. And it's like, at the same time, I could see them going, okay, we're ready for a new adventure. Are they going to come up with a new adventure? Are they going to still tie in some of the stuff from season one? You know, because in a way, it kind of felt finished with Picard season one. Um, But could they still tie some of that stuff in? And, you know, but I think season two, I think maybe they go into a new direction and figure out something. Maybe we see more with the Fenris Rangers and, you know, mm-hmm. um, something along those lines. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if it's anything like Discovery, I look forward to the next season. So do I. And enjoy to what's mm-hmm. going to be happening. All right. So our last story, our last news thing of the day. Um, so Dan Curry was the main storyboarder and artist for Star Trek Next Generation. And Titan Books is now, he has a book uh, of his art available from Titan Books. It's available to purchase. It was written by Courier with the help of Star Trek expert Ben Robinson. The long-awaited book explores the art and visual effects created by Star Trek artist Dan Curry and his team throughout the 1990s. It is $45 Mm -hmm. for 204 204 pages for that book. Mm -hmm. Uh, Triple D, thoughts on this art book that that you can see? the origins of TNG and everything that came from. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's always good to see how your favorite Star Trek series were created because it takes such an imagination to, to develop that. Yeah. The, the, the uniforms, the ships, everything. It, it's just unreal. The, the aliens, how they designed them, like how did these people come up with this, you know, and to get off topic, how about the music of Star Trek? It's like Ooh. it's like how now as I go back to the motion picture because that's the best the best <laughs> fucking soundtrack yeah. in movie history. Fuck Star Wars. 
Star Wars ain't got fucking shit on the motion picture, okay? So John Williams, go suck a dick. Jerry Goldsmith is better than John Williams. You can fucking debate me, okay? Let's get it going. Ted McNaylor, get those NFL guys, okay, to man up, okay, and let's debate them. Because I'm going to yeah. take them the fuck down on the music because mm -hmm. Jerry Goldsmith crushes it every time. But the way he developed the music for <laughs> And when, when Kirk's going up to the Enterprise, I mean, that whole mm -hmm. that 10 minute, 10 minutes of music, it's like a fucking opera. Mm -hmm. How, how in your mind, how do you get it where it goes perfect with the ship? I, I, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. and you take a look back with the artwork, it's like, how do you get the artwork to go along with it, with, with what the writers are trying to imagine and how, do they work, you know, basically with like a group mind to create and put out there into the world what what the author has written down on on paper? It's to me, it's just unbelievable. Like yeah. the talent that they have. I mean, obviously they have an alien telling them what to do because the human oh, how you can unlock the human mind to do stuff like that. That's just yeah. unreal. The creativity alone. I mean, to be able to see what we become, you know, I, I, let's be honest. TNG probably is the most watched um, Star Trek series oh, yeah. of all of them. It's everybody's introduced to Picard and all these mm -hmm. different things. And so the creativity to see the art, to see everything from the 90s that, that Dan Curry created that we ended up seeing on the TV screen, you know, to develop it and put it on the paint and mm -hmm. put it on paper and say, this is the direction we want to go. And then people figuring out how to make it happen. You know, I think, uh, I think it's a really good book to have, especially if you have someone who loves Star Trek, it's a great way to kind of, you know, encourage their fandom. And then also too, to see their creativity and the hard work that people do to make, I mean, because let's be honest, Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever you want to do, they're both visually very beautiful things. Oh, and to are, be yeah. able to see that, to be able to do that and be able to go, okay, that's really cool. It had to start somewhere. And it starts with an artist drawing mm -hmm. something and putting it on a piece of paper so that we can visualize it and go, oh, yeah, that's the direction I want to go. Mm -hmm. I think that's super, super cool. So, yeah, that's the, that's the last story for the day. Which I think mm -hmm. means we now need to go into uh, we need to call for a black alert and black go, alert, into baby. Our, go into our discovery series episode. Yeah, here we go. You guys yeah. talk about it. So ready? Black alert. Black alert. Black alert. Black alert. Okay, so we've got ep we're gonna start with episode seven. Episode seven, which so we're going episodes. Yeah, which is yeah. Unification Three. Now. Do you know why Triple D? Do you know why they called it Unification Three? Because it built on Unification One and Two from the Next Generation. My man, see, I knew it. this is why I love doing the show with you because I know I can see <laughs> that and I'm not having to worry about it. You exactly. Know? You, yeah. you only got to worry about that. Yeah. So, so we start off with. Uh, Admiral Vance, Oded Fair. I love Oded Fair as a character. Oh, he's fucking amazing. And I, as oh, my God. And I love him as Admiral Vance. I think yeah, I, I'm just so enjoying him. And yeah. he's he, – uh, but the thing about it is he – it's – I love that he's like – he's an exposition machine. Just when he talks, it's just so – 
Like I'm in trans when he it's just the way he says things and talks yeah. and the way he, he vocalizes things. I'm not going, wow, he's talking a lot. I'm just sucked into the way he talks. Mm-hmm. He has just that kind of tone and voice that just is really kind of he has that presence. Yeah, and that presence. And the way he carries himself, he, he looks like an admiral. Like when you watch the mummy, when you watch the mummy and you see him interact with Brendan, you see that kind of regalness that he has. You know, he has Oh a, no, definitely. Yeah. You know, and I mean he was he, my favorite part in the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> both of them. Seriously, oh yeah, he was, yeah. Exactly. And so and so we find out that about a century before um <clears throat> the Vulcans left the Federation after the burn, and the Vulcans were actually blamed for maybe causing the berm, and they now live on on their homeworldless. They live on a planet, which is their ha- planet with the homeworldless cousins, the Romulans on Vulcan, or as wow. it's now called, Navarre. So, so basically, the so, oh yeah, go ahead. So you mean telling me that the unification finally fucking happened? That that those no good. Romulans, those no good fucking Romulans, because you know how much I don't like the Romulans. Yeah, you don't like the Romulans. They're dishonorable people. Worf even said it. Yes. They're dishonorable. And the Vulcans, who are very honorable, right? Have uh yeah. No, it's it's, it's happened. And so the thing that started, and here okay, I do have to say this is one of my favorite things that I liked about this is um, obviously, the you know Burnham and Saru are just kind of taken aback by this. Um, but you know when she sees they open that a login ring from Admiral Jean Luc Picard, and it shows the TNG like Leonard Nimoy from the TNG episode of Unification mm-hmm. talking about the Romulans and why they should be together. I have to say at this moment, Sonequa Martin Green does an incredible job of oh, yeah. just showing like because at this point she hasn't looked up what, what her brother has become or what he was mm-hmm. and what he meant to the federation and you see the pride that she had like i i honestly felt like she was genuinely proud of Leonard. Oh, yeah you know i mean it was just incredible you know to watch can so I, can i say johnny that when go, i was go ahead. watching that i've been watching her for this season i don't even it's not even to me. There's no Sonequa Martin Green. It's Michael Burnham. Yeah, she is Michael. She has become that character. Mm-hmm. To me, I mean, one of the best actresses right now on TV. To the way she carries herself and everything else, she she, she is she is Michael Burnham. Yeah, I would just, agree. You know, just just how Shatner is Kirk. She is Burnham. She is Burnham. She cemented that as she is Michael Burnham. Exactly. Just like Doug Jones is, is Saru. There's exactly. nobody else who could be yeah. that. No, there's no one else who could be Saru. Yeah, I mean, you know, by the way, Doug Jones is 60 years old. Are you kidding me? No, that dude he is looks 60. great for 60. He looks incredible old. for 60, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So so we see that. So then Discovery goes to Navarre. So their, their mission is to go to Navarre. They want to explain to the Vulcans the cause of the burn may not be what they think. Mm-hmm. And to secure the data collectively called SB19. Because the Vulcans were working... Um, that may shed more light on the burn. The Vulcans are working on alternative warp methods, and they think maybe that their alternative warp methods is what caused the burn. Um, mm-hmm. It turns out it didn't, and so um, and so uh, so it says that upon arriving to the familiar planet, the Vulcans do not want to hear the new evidence, as it may be politically damaging. But Burnham. Once again, overstepping her boundaries now that she isn't Saru's first officer, using mm-hmm. an ancient Vulcan logic-based loophole 
to force them to hear what she has to say via well, the academic forum called the Thai Kinet. Well, uh, good for her. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, you gotta use every, you gotta use every possible, you know, resource. Resource. You have to. Yeah. She and she and she grew up on Vulcan. She knows everything. And so now that Imperium is guaranteeing an audience with the Vulcans and the Romulans, um, and uh, you know, to me, this is where it was like. Okay, this is kind of more like '90s Trek. You know, that was like really cool seeing everything kind of come together. And she's kind of we're seeing the Vulcan kind of mm-hmm. magic and everything working together. Um, and so it says Burnham is assigned a sponsor, uh, a person who's able to guide her to the you know the the panel, which is going to be Vulcans and Romulans together. And Triple D, who's her sponsor? Her mother. Yes, that so, was the big. Big time spoiler was yeah. her mother. I was like, "Holy cow! Are you kidding me?" Yeah, that was insane. Seriously, yes. like that. Uh, you know that kind of like exactly. So they tied everything in, which was yeah. awesome. Well, and here was even the cooler part. So her mom, Gabrielle, she says she arrived in the thirty one hundred safe and sound and became a member of the Kuat Malat, a group of Romulan warrior nuns, and. Who we talked, we just talked about in Picard. Yes, I was uh, going to say they tied you into Picard. Yeah, yeah, because of, that's where the you know Evan Longoria's guys, you know, that's where mm-hmm. he he was from, and he couldn't be a Kuat Malat because he was a guy. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're all so she's one of these and kind of tying everything, bringing everything together. You know, um, and so that's the cool part about it. You know, they just talk about honesty. You know, they're just very honest in who they are, and I just love that they're just tying everything together. It's just really, really neat to see, mm-hmm. you know, because we know Kurtzman that's the helm of all these things. Yeah. So just seeing, you know, um, that kind of thing. We we also see um, they have, they practice the art of absolute candor, you know, where they communicate bluntly, honestly, and without regard for possible emotion. So we see that in Picard, and then we see that now, where uh, because of the absolute canter, Gabrielle mom is able to quickly assess Burnham and her lingering feeling that she doesn't fit in with the crew anymore. They serve time alone in the future. And the, I mean, it's just really emotional. And oh, yeah. it's like, ooh, she's just kind of going at her, at her, at her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just crazy. And just the raw emotions Burnham is feeling are brought to light in front of her crewmates, the Vulcans, the Romulans, and just because her mom is just straight at her. And yeah. uh, but. Her mom did that to get her to tell the truth, though. Exactly. And exactly. And that's what helped to. Exactly. And her mom even said, yeah, you had the three representatives there from the bar, the Romulan, the Vulcan, and then the half Romulan, half Vulcan. Right. But there's also somebody else, a third person you have tried to impress. And that yeah. was the, was she the president of Navarre? Yes, the president. The president of Navarre. Yeah. So her mom was very wise to do that and to tell her that. So, and plus two, I think this was kind of the turning point for Burnham that she eventually got everything off her chest. Right. And now, you know, you can start to see, you know, in the next, in going on, you know, foreshadowing to the next episode, she really comes into her own. So, right. Yeah. And we also see because of her mom's direction, and, and she's like, no, I'm not going to ask for your help because I don't want to break what, you, what my brother has done here. You know, I don't want to cause any tension. I'll find more burn data elsewhere. And mm-hmm. so she ends it on her own. 
yeah, you know, to save what her brother has done. Um, and then, but we also know that she is reassured that she's still a valued member of discovery in that same process. You know, we see that they're doing that. Um, so that's the main story for this episode, but there's a B story mm-hmm. and it involves a crew unifying in another way. It's about, you know, Burnham is Alice for his officer. Saru needs a new number one. Yeah. And he has one person in mind. And who is that? Anson, Anson Tilly. Anson Tilly. Right. Of course. Um, I mean, it's a, she's an ensign. She, she's taken back. Like, she's like, um, I'm the least experienced. I have a command training program. I'm, I mean, I, I can't do this. Screw's <laughs> like, um, it, you know, that's fine. And he says, I think you, you traveled in a wormhole, you know, 900 years into the future. I think you're beyond the tra- the command training program. I just, I thought that was hilarious, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was you know? um, but we also know he's, he's had high regard for Tilly. Yes, uh, yeah. For a long time, you know, and mm-hmm. um, he's seen her potential despite her. He's just he's always been kind of like, yeah, no, she's she's good. And we see we've seen that, too, you know, that she has something. Um, and so she she kind of sits on it for a little bit. But the bru- the bridge staff kind of all get together and they, you know, they're there and they have a really nice scene where they're just like, just take it. Just take it. We want you to take it. And mm-hmm. um, everybody says and then Burnham shows up and then. She's like, did I miss the whole, you know, whatever thing that they did? And they're like, yeah. She's like, oh, damn. You know, <laughs> but it's like, because uh, she's like, I didn't want to do that. And she's like, uh, at least you won't be moving my right. She's like, oh, no, that's the first thing that's happening. Mary Weissman as Tilly. I love her as a kid. She's good. No, she's, she's really so good. She's so good. Yeah. You know, I, I really liked her. Um, you know, and I think the title of this is good in so many ways because. But also, hold on, Jack. We're also uh, bearing the lead, too. Burnham did get the SB19 data because the yeah. president of Vulcan gave it to her. She did. That's also, right. also, too, the president of Vulcan and Saru formed a really, they formed a deep uh, friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's also helping to maybe get Navarre back into the Federation as well. Right. So, yeah, no, you are right. I'm sorry about that. I did. No, 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 no. That's all yeah. good, brother. Yeah. But, but- you know, so, I mean, so that's also good, too, because. I think they're gonna maybe they're gonna tie that back in with the later episodes. I think so. Yeah, you know, I think you know, kind of like um, last season where Burnham was building all these connections and everybody showed up at the end to help with control. I think mm-hmm. maybe something along those same lines are gonna happen. So, but I, I thought this was really neat. And, you know, the title of Unification Three because we we not only see unification with the Vulcans and Romulans being together, but we see the unification of the of the crew coming back yep. together. They're mm-hmm. starting to heal. They're coming together and bringing those things. And then I would say slowly, from maybe we see Navarre eventually maybe unifying back with um, the with with Starfleet, the Federation. How cool would that be to have one of the main members who started come back? You know, that'd be uh, great. You know, I think. Um, no. Vulcan, Vulcan was the founding member of the Federation. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, it was, it was them and Earth. Yeah, they were yeah. the first two, and it, it was really Vulcan. Was. It was Vulcan that got Earth into the Federation. Vulcan, so. Earth, and well, I mean, Vulcan and Earth had a partnership, but then yeah, they had a partnership. Thanks to thanks to the Enterprise and I mean, it was Andorians. Mm-hmm. It was you know every you know Tellarites. You know, lots of people came in. So, you know, I did find it interesting that, you know, if you, if you really stop to think about it, um, in this episode, we have three different, like, ages of Spock. You know, you had Leonard Nimoy as his old self, and they had that flashback to Liam Hughes as young mm-hmm. Spock. 
-hmm. and then Ethan Peck as Discovery Spock. So you, yeah, I think this is probably the first episode where you see three different installments of Spock in the same episode. The three faces of Spock. The three faces of Spock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought this was a great episode. Great episode. Yeah. Really, I mean. It wasn't action heavy, but it was very, it moved the story along well. Mm -hmm. And it just told such, it was a very emotional and did a lot to build yeah. not only our crew, but our characters. It was a great story episode of just building everything up. And then we're getting more details. You know, Vulcan had left and they're now with the Romulans together on Navarre. And mm -hmm. uh, they, they maybe have, uh, they thought maybe they had caused the burn with their, with their, um, you know, scientific discoveries, but then they didn't and they end up getting this knowledge. So now we get to figure out, okay, we have all this data and we have the three um, black boxes. So maybe we can figure out what happened with the burn. And yeah. that brings us to um, discovery episode eight, the sanctuary. So mm -hmm. this is a book heavy, uh, you know, episode, but well, I mean, we got to find out more about book though. We do. He's he's. I think, the main character. I mean, he is, and I think he's slowly going to probably become part of Discovery. And I think you know, yeah. as the crew. I mean, um, not just the show, but we see that. I mean, and I'm spoiler maybe, spoiler alert for the end. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a heads up on that. But yeah. you know, but it's cool. We see you know some callbacks to the Scavenger episode where um, you know we we have Book and his the Antennalist and Dorian Wren. Hey, by the way. It wasn't established at Enterprise that, like, in other episodes that Andorians' antennas grow back. I think so, yeah. Right? I mean, because remember, Shran, they had the, they did the contest with him in Archer, and he cut his antenna off. But then later on, we know that he has his antenna back. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, and Fox even said that, mm -hmm. they back, you know. So I'm just, I find it interesting that what is it that's keeping his antenna from coming back? Yeah. You know, it's the thing. But anyway, if there's something in canon. They forget something in canon. Kurtzman, you fucked up. Kurtzman, you fucked up. Canon, Kurtzman, you suck a dick. <laughs> well, maybe no, not. no, no, no. I'm joking. I just, I don't know. Yeah, so, that's probably. They, so they, we they, do they, know. We they, do. They, know probably, they probably got something brewing. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 it's a, some, but we all we do know that he is more important than we think yeah. because Osira, who is the leader of the Inral Chain. Um, she wants Ren back and, mm -hmm. and, and is willing to face off against discovery to get him. Um, you know, so um, it's going to be interesting um, to see that. So the, basically the idea is book comes to them for help because um, his home world. Um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even remember how to say this. It's um, like, Kejuan or, or something like I don't I don't remember. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah it's just they, they've become you know um they've become dependent on the Emerald Chain because these locusts have come in. Mm -hmm. Um you know that this infestation has come to the planet and we and and so they book goes home and it comes to find out he has a brother. You know yes, yes. um Kahim, you know, who mm -hmm. is but his he's not they're like not necessarily brothers in the sense of like biological but they have you know similar traits and everything like that and we find out that that they're at odds with each other you know yeah and so um and so burnham and book they go um and, they, and they're on the planet while you know saru says oh, we'll go and we'll go uh because um 
Admiral Vance doesn't want um, Starfleet to be involved as far as like, we don't want to start a war with Emerald Chain because we don't have enough ships. And he says, well, Saru goes, hey, we'll, we'll go as observers. So it looks like we're backing them and that we're there, but we're not really having to do that. But now Saru must maintain that balance with Osira. You know, um, and so um, it's kind of like, okay, how do I do that? And then she, because she's an Orion, and Orions don't mess around. I mean, and the females, if we remember, are the deadlier of the mm-hmm. two species of the of, the, of that species. Mm-hmm. And hot, she starts hot and deadly. Yeah, hot and deadly. Yeah. So when she starts bombarding the um, the shields of Book's planet, he has to figure out how do I stop them. You know, we find out that Ren knows about her ship, and we end up eventually find out why she wants him so bad. And you remember why she wants him so bad, Triple D? I can't remember right now. John because Kennedy. he knows that they're running out of the lithium. From the yes, moon. yes, yes. He knows that they're running out. And so uh, if they run out, then their power is gone. Yeah. And so she needs, and so in order to kind of get Ren to come back, she starts bombarding the planet. And so. Saru once again has to come up with a uh, a plan, and so they take book ship and use it because it's book ship is not a Starfleet ship. Mm-hmm. So um, and it says, oh well, Detmer is a rogue science, you know, is a rogue. Uh, um, yeah. Oh yeah. That's, officer, yeah. You know, and Detmer gets out there and she uses book ship to fly, and Ren's on there, and he's there to kind of tell her where the weak points are, mm-hmm. and so. In this moment, though, I find it very interesting because this is where we kind of see Detmer kind of, um, I guess, get over a lot of her stuff, you know, her stress and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, and you know, I was very cool. She, they, she made kind of like. Uh, and by the way, this is a Frakes, you know, episode. Of course, um, yeah. you could tell, but just because of the action, the movement, and everything mm-hmm. like that. And uh, when she pulled up those controllers from the, you know, programmable matter, which I think were like. Um, uh, their Oculus, you know, controllers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me in kind of, kind of a callback to when um, Frakes got the steering column and the Enterprise, the Riker maneuver. Yeah, and he does the Riker maneuver, right? And so it kind of gave me that callback. Uh, but she does that, and it's yeah. like she, and she. We see kind of towards the end of the episode that she's kind of back to who mm-hmm. her old self, you know, and she she just is able to handle the ship and she weaves around with sire with ease and allowing uh book and Burnham to resolve the conflict and just basically make Osira just, you know, have to go, Oh crap. And, and then we see Detmer kind of become Detmer again, you know, mm-hmm. but does that mean she's really healed? That's the real question. You know, you know, so um, Osira is defeated and she warps away. Um, but she's, Oh, of course going, you know, we'll, we'll pop cross pass again kind of thing you know you know that's gonna happen um like, like bitch you ain't got that lithium bitch how yeah. you gonna fight me yeah so i i'm interested to see that herner gang around the lithium is gonna play out i'm interested to see how the emerald chain thing is gonna work um you know and so then um when our Syrah warps away discovery uses an energy beam directed at the planet below to help amplify book and kareem's ability to communicate with the animals and to kind of to rid their home of the locusts, and this healing process for the planet also kind of brings them back together and makes them friendly, um, you know. And then, and then in the end, book says, uh, "Quajon maybe is home, but discoveries where he Quajon, wants." Quajon, that's what it was. Quajon, Quajon, I think. Quajon. yeah. 
And then, um, so we see the book wants to be on discovery because that's where Burnham is. And so well, we kind of see this, like, yeah. they're like, oh, okay, we're gonna, you know. And plus two, and, and plus two, book saw what the Federation used to be, what it meant to yeah. be, to help planets out and protect people. Yeah. And, you know, so he saw that and he goes, I want to be a part of that. Right. I understand what the Federation means now. Right. You know, because I mean, the Federation now is it's it's nothing now. And they kind of lost their way, but because Discovery bringing the old ideals back to the Federation, mm-hmm. telling them, listen, this is what we used to be. We need to get back to that. It's beginning to get like that. Which yeah. Is good. Yeah. You know, and I mean that and they're bringing back, you know, we're seeing that with Vance and him going, Okay, yeah, no. You're right. We've been in triage too long. We need to mm-hmm. do these things. We know that they're helping people. They're, you know, they they want to do it on a bigger scale. But he also knows, hey, I'm limited in resources and how to figure that out, how to do it. Um, and of course, well, we, you know, finding out about the burn is going to help. Oh, big um, time, yeah. You know, and 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 help with that kind of thing. So, um, of course, we see an you know, interesting side story about Giorgio, you know, mm-hmm. about how she's uh, somehow becoming disconnected from the universe. Um, is the best way to describe, which I don't know, but like that scene where they're skating her and she's going through the thing and her face does that weird freaky. Yeah. Like I thought maybe for a moment she was controlled, like control had kind of gotten into her. Cause you know, she had that fight with Leland and control Mm -hmm. and like maybe a portion of control got into her, but it was, I mean, yeah. I mean, cause I mean, she, she did basically make Leland into like silly potty. So, right. You know, he, but we did see control kind of, Twitch out like that too, same kind of thing. But and Colbert is kind of when Colbert's kind of thrown out about that place, and then we see um, kind of coming back in. We see the Section Thirty One guy, mm-hmm. you know, come in, and um, and so he kind of explains a little bit. Or am I am I jumping ahead? I think you're jumping ahead I'm to the preview. Preview. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a preview. Sorry, that's, yeah. <laughs> I did see a preview, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Okay, preview of coming attractions. Yeah, yeah, no, and yeah. So next episode, they explain a little bit. It's really section really cool. thirty-one comes back with a vengeance. Yeah, they do, they do. And so the question becomes: Will Georgia? We do see her steal one of the new sensors, you know, for you know when she kind of does that. So Colbert's gonna want to help her, and she's gonna try to be the badass that she doesn't need any help. And um, it'll be interesting to see that. And then, also, of course, also, too, we see um, the scene where Saru, Tilly, Stamets, and Adra are working in the lab to discover the source of the burn. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of figure it out. And it says, the signal sounds like the same tune Burnham has heard uh, on the sea ship and died yeah. And Adra was able to play on her instrument, thanks to mm-hmm. Grace Knowledge. But there's more. You know, Saru being you know, that he's Kelpie and he has higher senses. We've seen that play out in season one and season two where his senses of, you know, he's been able to do things. He hears something and he's able to distort and kind of clear everything out. And a Federation distress signal is hidden in the signal in the middle of this thing. So it's kind of now we know that there's a Federation starship at the heart of a nebula that is the source of the burn. And so that's kind of cool. What Federation Starship could it be? Could it be an Enterprise? The Enterprise. Could it be Enterprise? I mean, uh, you got it. I mean, Enterprise gotta, J or whatever you want to call it. You know, 
You know, I didn't like that style. The Enterprise chicken. I wasn't a fan. Well, I'm just saying, or whatever, whatever style they're gonna do, because you know, it's you know, you know, they have JKs and all kinds of stuff of different you know, ones. So who knows what it might be? Um, maybe it's a you know, maybe it's a defiant. You know, defiant J. Maybe it's Janeway. Maybe it's Janeway. Yeah, fucking, Janeway. fucking Janeway, fucking shit up as always. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's that's the interesting part is we know that there's a Federation ship in a nebula where the source of the burn was, and there's a distress signal coming from that area. You know, so I find that just really neat. It's kind of going, okay, not what I expected. I'm interested yeah. to kind of see more about it and figure out what that is. So mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just. Um, you know, really cool. I love seeing the discovery and his nacelles detach. Yeah, you know, that such was a mark cool. for that. You're such I, a mark. For I'm that. I'm a ship mark. You are the biggest dude. ship. Like I I wish I could afford the Eagle Moss stuff to buy all the different ships. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I hate you. I hate you right now. I hate you right now and forever. You know, but I want all those Eagle Moss like things. I that- stole this, Franklin. I have well, guys. Since we don't have video, guys. I have a Franklin Mint uh, Gold USS Enterprise NC-1701. The A, B, C, or D. Not, not the bloody A, B, C, or D. The original NCC-1701. Yeah. I picked it up from an old antique dealer who had all the Franklin Mint Star Trek stuff, which I probably should have bought all of it because I went back a couple years. I, went, I tried going back maybe like two years ago to see – because the guy, he was kind of an older guy. He had some mm-hmm. health issues. So I was going to go back and I was going to go buy the rest of his stuff. But I guess the guy died and the, mm-hmm. the shop wasn't there anymore. So, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't know what happened. I mean, I mean, this guy had literally all the Franklin Men Star Trek stuff. He had all the die cast, like tractor trailer, toy trucks. I mean, the antiques he had in there were just unbelievable. I mean, chock full upstairs, downstairs. Beer stuff, everything. I mean, the guy was legit. I was like, holy shit, this is a lot of stuff in there. But he yeah. had a lot of Star Trek stuff in there. Yeah. Man. All right. So Triple D, how what are we what are we saying about these two episodes? Uh episodes uh seven and eight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, thoughts on them. What's overall? What do you think? On the on the Star Trek star rating, five stars for both episodes. Five, like King Kong Bundy style. Yeah. So there, there are two great episodes, and we're slowly beginning to find out what the cause of the burn is, and we're slowly eliminating who could be behind the burn. I thought it was the Romulans because the Romulans are dishonorable dickheads. It wasn't the Romulans, I guess. So yeah. could it be I'm, the Federation? I mean, there's been a could theory. It, could there's it a, be the Federation? You're right. Yeah. I mean, there's a theory floating around that's saying, is the new Federation evil? You know, um, you know, just, just kind of the way they've kind of done things. There's a ship in this nebula that maybe it caused the burn. You know, there's different things along those lines. And um, you know, I don't think that to be the case, mm-hmm. but it's an interesting theory that's floating out there saying maybe this new Federation isn't as good as it should be maybe it's evil you know but, maybe- but here's the thing so so you do that you say that the new federation is evil though but where do you go from there mm, that's the question though really where do you go from there i mean do you start a new federation do you fight the old federation i mean yeah. i mean what I, I mean how does it even happen and here's the thing 
why would the Federation be that evil? Why would they destroy all their starships? Why would they do that where they would murder all their captains and their crew members there for, for, for what? To do what? What gain have they gained? They haven't gained anything. Yeah. That's you know. the thing. So I yeah. could see, here's the thing. I could see the Federation was still strong and everyone else was weak if they showed the, the, the Klingons being weak. And I mean, where are the Klingons? What happened yeah. to the Klingons? Yeah. Where? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, we know about the Bajorans. The Bajorans are enslaved again. So mm-hmm. where are the Klingons? Where are the Cardassians? I mean, are the Klingons responsible for the Cardassians? Who is responsible for this? And I yeah. think, and we're slowly eliminating people who are responsible for it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is if it's uh, there's a ship in the Navy where the burn started, but the ship is broadcasting a distress signal. So, you know, even if it was, you know, well, the Federation did it in their evil, the sh- why would the ship be broadcasting a distress signal? Exactly. You know, so uh, it's interesting. I think, you know, the next co- you know, the next two episodes is a two parter. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so um, I think if I remember, it's called Terra Firma One and Two. Oh, uh, okay. You know, so um, let me just double check uh, uh, real quick. But I thought that's what it was. Um, uh, let's see, show order. Um, so if I remember correctly, um, it's Terra Firma One and Two for mm-hmm. season two. Um, or season three. We're in season three. Yep, Terra Firma nine and ten is t- called Terra Firma. And we've so, got we got about two more episodes left, right? So it's nine and ten, and we got we're going to thirteen. This oh, season. thirteen. Okay, so we got it's four 13. more. Yeah, so we have nine and ten. So we then they have eleven, twelve, and thirteen. So beautiful. Uh, so it'll be good. Uh, so so far, I think um, season one was fifteen episodes. Season wow. two was thirteen. It says thirteen and fourteen. This year uh, is going for 13. Okay. So um, every episode has at least one two-parter um, uh, in it, though. So, so far, okay. you know, they've done something like that. But, yes. Mm-hmm. So, right now, Terra Firma is listed as episodes 9 and 10. There's no uh, – they don't have – I don't show a director listed for them. Uh, but I do know that uh, Frakes was doing the second to last one, The Good of the People. And then the last episode is – uh, Olantu Dosamni, who did the first two episodes, he's doing the last oh, okay. episode. So that was the, the the first two episodes were done very well. Yes, and so he's doing the last one, which is really cool. So um, looking forward to some of that. So so when we talk again in another two weeks, we'll be discussing the two parter Terra Firma and seeing what we're going to be finding. It'll be big. I think I think this is going to be you know how in season. Uh, in season one, they had that big moment where kind of everything came together, and then it was kind of downhill from there. Figuring out um, mm-hmm. Lorca's from the Mirror Universe, we got to go to me, and this is what's causing everything, and this is going on. And we spent some time there. I think nine and ten are going to be the big reveals. We're going to see a lot of stuff come together, and I think from here it's going to be a race to the, a race to the finish. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to happen. You know, and I think it's going to be very cool. I, so far, it's been a great season. I think. Oh yeah. Um, just some creative storytelling, some really good stuff, and I'm just looking forward to see where we go in these na- these next four or five episodes to finish out the season. I think it's yeah. Going to be good. No, know? it's 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 getting really good, and it's going to hit a stride these last four episodes, and I think we're going to be blown away, and we're going to be like, okay. 
when are they going to start uh, <laughs> filming season four? Because wow, I mean, yeah. I remember, I still remember us talking about how Christmas said you want Discovery to go to when, like ten years or something. Yeah, like twenty twenty seven. Yeah, I remember he's got. And, and we were like, "There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way." But after seeing this season, you're like. God damn, they could go 10 fucking years with this. Did, did you forget that we had the new story that they have already started filming? They started in November, first season four, remember? I had that story for you. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes. Yes. This is why you keep me around. I bring oh, the Oh, God, bring yes. This dude, bringing meat every two weeks to the Academy podcast january always bringing the meat never ever skimps on it so i like meat yeah so do i i like that too I, you're required in texas to like meat are they taking yeah, your yeah, card, yeah. So. yeah well it's it's the same thing with with, with greeks it's uh, from my bff greek wedding what you mean he don't eat no meat <laughs> it's okay it's okay. I make a lamb. Yeah. <laughs> like lamb's not meat or okay. Yeah. So okay. All right. Side side sidebar here. How accurate is that movie? I have to know. Really accurate. Really? Extremely accurate. So like Windex is a is a fix all for everything. Well, I mean, I mean, we don't we don't use Windex as a fix all for everything, but we do use a lot of Windex. Yeah. So, but I mean, but we don't put our elbows in Windex. But the whole thing of like the working, mm-hmm. getting up, doing I mean, that's legit that's true and about how we're proud to be greek and how yeah no really that's it it's like i sit at the end of movie credits to see who is greek in the movie credits i recently got uh the 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 next generation Mm -hmm. the the two mirror mirror uh idw books and one of the artists is greek hey and i and i'm like greeks in star trek where are the greeks in star wars ain't no fucking greeks in star wars so spiro Dimitri, what are you doing? Star Trek has always used Greeks. Yeah. Star Trek loves Greeks. Mm-hmm. What the fuck has Star Wars done? Star Wars hasn't any fucking Greeks on there. Did Star Wars have a Greek actor or actress? No. Star Trek did. Marina Search, she's, she's Greek. She Actually, actually they just confirmed in the last Mandalorian episode that one of the guys from Mandalore that is a Greek, they, did, they just finally had a Greek on there. Oh, he finally had a Greek after how many fucking years? Say, hey, save it. In the original, the listen. Yeah, I know. I, okay, I will. I will. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, all right, this all is all right. good stuff. But we gotta save it. We gotta save mm-hmm. some meat on the bone. Yeah, we gotta we save go. some because because I mean, these guys are afraid to debate us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like every time. Yeah, we're we ready. put it out there. We we put it out there. We're like, yeah. hey, I saw on Facebook the doc, Doctor mm-hmm. Royal, who. I love the doc doc, mm-hmm. how he comes out of left field with, you know, with his, with his crazy shit on the NFL podcast. He's ready to go. Spiro's always ready to go because, because Spiro is dark Sith Lord and Spiro hates everybody. And Spiro wants to fucking kill everybody. <laughs> and I love Spiro that too. Spiro. Yeah. So Spiro. And then you got Papa Don who's fucking over as fuck. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. immortal championship, immortal wrestling champion. Longest reigning ICW champion ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's the fucking man. And you have me, you, and shit. We can bring on Stevie. We can bring on Sal. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Jaime can go with those guys to, to make it even four on four. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So me, you, Sal, and Stevie against the NFO and Jaime. 
Yeah. Let's go. We got it. We got Listen, it. We got the legends. Yeah. We're going over. Yeah. Yeah. We got ECW. 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 They're going to they're gonna pull a phaser out. When yeah. when the refs backs turn, they're going to stun them with a the phaser. Exactly. That's it. And we hey. go over strong. So. Exactly. All the time. All the time. And going over time. strong. Going over strong. How about we go over strong with our – um, with our plugs and everything like that. So, oh, so man, D, we gave him so much time today. Jesus yeah, Christ, we did. We did. God damn. Yeah, I mean, oh, that was, right. but that's okay. We we got we we want to we we show love to all of our homies, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, podcast yeah. everybody, <laughs> Doctor Ted and Monday Locker Room, Monday him Locker and Room, and kill it. Um, Wednesday Locker Room too. Wednesday Locker Strangler. Room. Strangler Steve, another Star Trek fan. Yes, he is. Yes, yeah, he is. Strangler Steve, we love you. We want you to come on. Stranger mm-hmm. Steve, and then of course Bello and um, uh, Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Bill, Billy Ray Valentine needs to find his way. He's <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. He must have hit his hat somewhere. Yeah. I have to call him up. Be like Billy Ray, what what the fuck is wrong with you, man? He, he got he got changed out by the yeah. Well, you know he got fooled. He got fooled by them big old socialist titties, man. That's the reason why. <laughs> Yeah, of course, the Friday locker room with Ben and Stevie, and then of yeah. course, you know, War on Morons—they're they, continuing to just make some good stuff, man. Yeah, they are good. Yeah, the newest podcast on the platform. If you haven't listened to them yet, check make them sure out, you guys. check them out. You know, they're they're great. Jane oh, yeah. and Ethan are very funny, and they have some great points. Um, and very so, if you like if you like the right opinion with Harrison Bergeron, you're gonna like this because it's that cranked to the to eleven. Uh, and it's very funny. The Florida man stuff and just some of the stuff they point out is, is so great. Make sure you go check it out. It's those a guys, great podcast. Those guys are for those guys are forever over in my book. Yeah, I've yeah. seen you y'all. You know, I love I love Harrison. Yeah, and the right opinion. So both of them are great. So make yeah. sure you go check them out. And uh, so and then so if you need to contact us, because hey, by the way, we haven't heard much from you guys. We I know love from you. We want to hear from you. And so Mark's. You can check us out. You can email the show. Um, you can email us at theacademyhmg at yahoo.com. And that's theacademyhmg at yahoo.com. Or you can tweet us. You can hit us up on Twitter in the DMs or just tweet at us. You can you can hit us up at uh, theacademyhmg um, on Twitter. Or if you want to go on Facebook and hit us up, you can look for the Academy with Triple D and JDE on HMG, or you can just hit the at symbol and, and type in Academy HMG, and you will find us that way. Those are the three main ways. We also have a spot on Discord. If you haven't been on Discord yet, if you are a loyal Hameen Media listener and you are on Discord, we have our own little section on the uh, Discord area. I'm oh. usually on there uh, pretty often, so if you have a question, you want to put it there. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. Thanks to Colin Wysong for hooking us up with our own. Thank you, Colin. Colin is the in man. Between, in, between, Mis- in, between, in between trafficking cocaine and children with right. and, and, and body organ parts with his pizza business. Right. He's also fun time to put the Academy at uh, HMG on Discord. Also, guys, too, that little inside rib, you guys need to listen to the Wednesday locker room to figure mm-hmm. out. No, was it Wednesday or was it? That's Conspiracy Horseman, too. Cons- because well no, I think it was the impact attack. Impact attack. It was all we have all these great shows. Actually, actually, wait a minute. They they talked about it in all the fucking shows. Yeah, just listen. So guys, to so listen to all the shows attack. and you'll find out the reason you. why Colin is harvesting organs from yeah. from like bums and giving them pizza and running cocaine for people. 
yeah. it was on the impact attack, but still yeah. listen to the rest of the shows because they're all great. Yeah, so. all of them, all of them. So, so that's how you can get a hold of us on social media. That's how you can connect with us. Triple D, how do we look? How we how do we communicate with you directly and look at your great food porn that comes out? It seems like all the time that every time I open my Twitter, I'm seeing <laughs> kind of food porn from you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. How do we well, look at that? Well, listen, I don't want to hear from you, you stinky freaking marks. Okay, no, I'm just joking. No, you can find me, Demetrius Zertos, on Facebook. And usually I'm there a lot, you know. And uh, so if you want to just drop, drop a funny Star Trek pick or ask me a question about donuts or about anything, hey, I'm there. Uh, also, too, you can also find me on Twitter, GreekDZ25. And so if you follow me, make sure you follow the Academy on Twitter as well. You fucking marks. It's so easy. All I got to do is click follow. Come on. God. Also, too, if you now the best food porn, the best food, the best donuts, Dippin' Donuts CNY on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. For all you people who love donuts, who love food, check it out because we have the best donuts. We have the best food. And now it is now 8.16 p.m. here in New York. At 3 a.m., my ass will be at Dippin' Donuts making the best donuts in the world. So there you go. So, guys, give us a follow on that. Also, too, ZertosOliveOil.com. We are – right now we don't have any – we haven't received our shipment of olive oil in yet from Greece, but it's coming soon for the holiday season. So, well, actually, we, we might be after the holiday season, guys. I apologize because – Thanks with Greece right now is so hard with the lockdown. So, but still, I think we have a few bottles left. So supplies are extremely limited. So I think so. I need to check up on that, and I will send the information out to my social media man. So to basically let him know what the deal is. So that's it for me. But John, sure. enough about me, John. What about you, buddy? Where can all the all Star right. Trek fans find you? Well, you know, especially you green-skinned and Dorian ladies, or I mean Orion ladies, if you want to hit me up, uh, you can you can yeah. find me on, on Facebook as uh, just John Enright. Type that in, and you'll see my big shiny bald smiling head and bearded face, and you think, oh, he's so handsome. I would definitely pick that up. And then uh, on Twitter, yeah, on on Twitter and in Instagram, you can find me as J Reezy Men. Uh, when you click it and uh, or if you see me tweet, it comes up as Dad Bot God. So um, and uh, that's how you can reach me that way. So um, I'm usually on social media during the week because I also run the social media for our nonprofit that I work for. Um, and so uh, you're always going to be able to hit me up in some way, shape, or form. Uh, if you need resources for anything that you have somebody you know who's dealing with abuse. Um, you don't be afraid to hit me up and or any kind of mental health aspect because mental health uh, sometimes can stem from trauma that we've experienced. So if you need any resources for that or maybe help you find something in your area, I would be glad to do that and help you with that as well. Um, it's what I do. So um, those are the places you can hit me up at. And that is all I have for today, Triple D. So I'm going to leave the outro to you as you always so very well do. I think it is now time for Hellsman take us out of here, Warp 3. And to all the Star Trek fans, we will see you in two weeks. Live long and prosper. Mm-hmm.